Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon and happy Tuesday, everybody. Oh, ah, 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 ah. There, he there he is, Danny Danny Meringue. Yeah. He's here. It's Tuesday monkey. He's here. Uh, how you doing, man? How was the long weekend? It was great. We yeah. I sports hard. You did. I sports super hard. Uh, well, yesterday was yesterday was a big day. The uh, the basketball extravaganza that they have for MLK Day. Starts like all day long. Mm-hmm. It's like the second big basketball day of of, it, of the cri- season. You get Christmas and the MLK Day, yeah. which is funny because most of the MLK Day games that were on TV, I didn't watch. I went to League Pass and watched, yeah. and watched the ones that weren't on TV. And then uh, we we capped it off with a little Monday Night Football Yikes. playoff edition, huh? It was a big. It was a great. That is a great sports way to end the sports weekend because Saturday, Sunday, all packed as well. Yes, we 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 had. Uh, obviously, back to back for the Blazers against the Mavs. It was funny. Uh, the Blazers back to being good again. It, there you go. They're going to win it all again. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was champions. It, it was super funny. Um, there's a there's a lot of Chargers fans that that are at Blazers games at work games, and uh, that game was on everywhere in the oh, arena. Boy. We had the if you're in press row, we have our little stat TVs, yeah. but we can actually change the channels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we had it. We all had it on the Chargers game, and. Um, yeah, watching that meltdown for fans in real time, watching how how hard they chargered was 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 tough. But I haven't seen anything like that. Um, but like the way that it all played out, Oof. and we will talk about that. That was different. Here's the thing about this weekend's games: every single one of them gave us something to talk about. Oh yeah, for sure. Every single one of these playoff games, even the duddiest of duds that ended up being in Seattle and San Francisco in the second half. You still that whole first half you got something to talk about. Well, yeah, in duddiest of duds last night's Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Brett Maher 
Good going, Lord! Going full Rick and Keel. You've got one job. One job. Mm. Kickers, man. Kickers. You saw everybody was pissed. And the most surprising thing is that Jerry Jones like, no, we're not looking for a kicker. What? You should be! He just missed four extra points. Uh, like, he might be fundamentally broken. That's going to be the saddest thing. Mm. That is going to be the saddest thing when the Cowboys fans are like, we're back! And then you go and you lose on an extra point later in the year. I was really hoping oh, that man. those kicks came back to haunt the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Because it would have just... it would A new form of meltdown for the Cowboys would have been tremendous. Yeah. Tony Rowe would have been like, thank you. Thank you. The Cowboys. Oh, bless your hearts, Cowboys fans, too. Uh, Cowboys are back. Their fans will let you know how back they are. Yeah, although it was the giant fan that came into our studio this morning. More obnoxious than our our resident Cowboy fans. Well, yeah, because, look, Giants fans, they're feeling themselves, too, because Kirk Cousins doesn't know what down and distance (laughs) is. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, harder than he's ever Cousins. Yeah, but I I thank Giants fans. You know what? I like the Giants a little bit more. Because I'm thanking them for finally booting Kirk Cousins and the Vikings out of the playoffs. And how great is it that it was a one-possession game that that went down? We are talking way too much sports, though. Because there's a, there, there's a lot that we need to get to. There is. Yeah. Outside of, outside of sporting world. Um, there's a, there's, we got, we got. Did you do got, anything besides sports this I weekend? I went, yes. I went to the beach. You did. What went we, to the beach on Sunday. Went to Seaside on Sunday. Oh, what went the, to Seaside what, what, what on Sunday. What was the Sunday. occasion? Did go to Seaside on oh, Sunday. Seaside Sundays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that was a great part about not having a uh, work day on a Monday. See, I could have maybe perhaps planned something like that, but uh, I didn't know that we had Monday off until we were wrapping the show up on Friday. Yeah, so we stayed the night out there. Huh. Pay attention to the calendar, dude. What Bingo. calendar? Um, <laughs> we, went, uh, we went to... The coast, and by golly, that that rain, when it comes at you sideways... Ooh, the coast rain, when it comes at you sideways? Oh, yeah, it's fun. It's a, different, it's a different kind of water. As Forrest Gump calls it, it's that, that itty-bitty that stinging rain. That's it. That's yeah. the one right there. Uh, but a great time. And then... Um, my kids wanted to go and see the dead whale, which was at <laughs> Fort Stevens. Why... Do we have we not blown it up yet? Uh, because we learned the lesson on the first time we blew up a whale uh, when we became international news and still talked about blo- somebody dynamite. has to. It's, it's the Oregon coast. Somebody has to have dynamite. The most ridiculous part about this whole thing is that somebody at one point in time was like, "Yeah, dynamite will fix that." No, no. I mean, they weren't. That's wrong. a horrible idea. Well, yes, but the, to think that it wouldn't, like, yeah, we can contain this. No, you can't. They just used way too much dynamite. That was the problem. It, it was an obscene amount of dynamite. Scale it back a bit. Yeah. I mean, they. they what I read it was like a half a ton or a quarter ton, even. <laughs> it was a lot of dynamite. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Oregon coasties are going to coastie. It's like, uh, well, I mean, I'll show you what I'm going to do. Nobody really Bye. knew the correct scale of dynamite to whale poundage. Yeah. That's weird because it never came up before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But hold on. Once properly blown up, what then do you do with said whale? It's fine. It's it's easier to break it's easier to take care of. <laughs> then you just drag it out individually yeah. into the water. Gather it all up, go take it out to sea, you know, sure. chum the waters for the sharks. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't think any of those are, are great options, guys. Well, it's either that or you try to get like a backhoe down there that you can't really move anything with because you're in the sand. 
Are you sure you can? They got tracks on those things. Just pull that thing out. We did not go see Dead Whale, though. I, I said, mm, no. I will not go and see a, the Dead Whale. Um, so I avoided that one, but that one was right up the street in Fort Stevens. That was a uh, a hot a hot ticket, though, was to go and see the Dead Whale from my kids. I was like, uh, ab- absolutely not. We will not be going to see the Dead Whale because what do we do? We drive like 30 minutes. We pull up to the beach. We walk out there. There's the dead whale, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? <laughs> There's that dead whale. All right. Let's get back. Hit back to the car. The report that came on when uh, we're at the game was really interesting. They said um, they wanted to have people not come near or touch the whale due to the safety of the whale. And I'm like, huh? it's uh, it's dead. What what safety? What whale safety are we um, are we worried about here exactly? Well, um, let's see here. I'll revert us to I don't know three minutes ago where you said pack it with dynamite and blow it up. It's dead. <laughs> I mean, we'll go. We'll start there with uh, Oregonians and a history of bad ideas of what to do with dead whales on beaches. I, I think we could start there as a kind of our baseline. We can just rewind three minutes ago and say that's probably why they were like, let's stay away from the whale. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, just pack him up again. Let's go. Just I mean, a controlled explosion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I want to see a whale blown up. Uh, you can go and watch that video, man. Yeah, I know, but it's all it's all like in, you know, like 1P. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need. I, I need. I, I need HD. All right. If it's and, not HD, Danny's out. Listen, have you tried watching anything like in like 360 or 480 recently? It's like, how the hell did we ever like? If you go watch like a New Line Cinema movie from like 1988, it's like, how the hell did we watch this? And how did yeah. we think that this was like clear? Well, because uh, it was an upgrade from what we previously had. It, it's just so crazy that when we like you yeah. look at the the difference in film then versus now. Well, just watching old basketball games on, you're like, how did we know where the ball was? Yeah, it's so hard to track. Yeah, it genu- like basketball is a good one because there's so much going on at, at, at one time, and yeah. like, it it's kind of funny. Like the old NBA Jam crowd, that's kind of like what the crowd actually looks like on those old on those old uh, videos. Yeah, and then hockey is another one that I was watching. I turned on the TV and the Kraken replay was on mm-hmm. because I was watching a Blazer game from the night before. And they had a Kraken game replay on, and I was like, "You can actually follow hockey." Remember when Fox did the, the glowing uh, puck, the glow puck? Yeah, yeah where if it, they hit it extra hard, it had a longer trail. trail. Yeah, and hockey fans were like, "This is disgraceful." As a kid, I was like, "I like that because I have no idea where that puck is at any given time." And also, it was the first kind of like nod to ad- analytics because it was it had tracking software that was picking up the velocity of the puck, which is actually a very important thing now. Speaking of tracking pucks, balls, etc. Mm-hmm. The chip in the football? Chip in the football is is a thing. Um, and yet we're still guessing on down and distance on the chains. It's very dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it immediately... With a bunch of old dudes running with the chain. That yeah. is very exact. Yeah. E, uh, ESPN's Next Gen Stats uh, sent out a tweet after Tyler Huntley fumbled on the half-yard line. Mm-hmm. And it said uh, the chip inside the ball uh, measured that it got .6 yards away from the end zone. Mm-hmm. So, so one and a half feet. Yeah, which is not really close not really at close. all. No. He, he was not close to no. to getting into the end zone there. We all knew it. We all saw it. 
But it's a lot of people went, wait, hey, hey, chipping the football, chip the ball. But yeah, they they use it to mark punts out of bounds where punts go out of bounds. That's the only thing that they can use it for. The officials. Why do we not have geo tags and fences on the field? Why? Well, no, they do. It's just you can only use it for punts. They do. They have them. Yeah. But you can only use it for a punt. Uh-huh. So. Why are we being dumb, dumb about this again? <clears throat> uh, because uh, officials. Ah, right. Officials need uh, jobs. Mm. Uh, the NFL, Roger Goodell, is creating jobs for there people. There you go. Roger Goodell, job creator. Absolutely. That's what people take. Creator of fines as well. All right. <clears throat> um, anybody else do anything fun this weekend? No? No. Nope. Just sport? I, I sported really hard, and then Damn. I was supposed to have my MRI done today, and, well, I'm here. Well, that sucks. Yeah. That's that's number four, five now ah. on the reschedule. Insurance. What a what a great thing we Super have. Super cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, glad you guys had a great weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. It yeah. was great. It was great. Got to watch all the Bengals and Ravens, the whole dang thing live. Caught back up on the Giants and the Vikings. Watched the crunch time part in between rides on the Tilt-A-Whirl. It was great. Mm. Actually, we watched. There's a really cool brewery. Uh, oh, Sisu? I think that's what it's called. Hmm. Down there the Life in, Aquatic? in Seaside. With Steve yeah. Sisu? <laughs> right there. It's right across from the, the arcade in Seaside. Oh. It's the old movie theater. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Dude, that's where we watched basically the second half of uh, Vikings and Giants. Mm-hmm. They just turned a movie theater into a bar, and it's great. Like that they got, pretty cool. They have, like, yeah, the Sounds upper like, deck. Yeah, there are worse things you could do. Yeah, they have the upper deck where it's, like, still movie theater chairs, but they've got, like, uh, little like uh, little trays. trays that can flip over in yeah. front of you. Downstairs, they had big tables and stuff, big screen TV. It was an awesome environment. So See we where I come from, there. upper decker, far different. Yes, <laughs> um, it's not taking a dump in a... <laughs> The top side of a toilet there, Rust. No. Sorry, it's that no. history of dive bars. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. How many times you had to clean that one Wait, out? Were you taking upper duckers at any point in Jeff Rust's life? I plead the fifth. Okay. And no, of course those, not. Those poor Salem bars. I, too, worked in the, in the service industry, industry so no, Salem I would not bars. do that to anybody. You know what? The guy who got his car swept away in a flood while in college, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say... There's a high likelihood that uh, maybe on one of those nights uh, you went and and took an upper decker. You know, actually, most of my time in Salem at Willamette, I was not yet 21, and my fake ID was terrible. (laughs) I basically only used it at the Capital Market to go buy beer, and that was about it. Because I got turned away at the Ram. I got, yeah. It was was a bad one. At least back then, they'd turn you away instead of taking it. Yeah. Oh, it got got taken at a bar in San Diego on spring break one year. Ah. Oh, the guy man. told me, he goes, I hope you didn't pay too much money for this piece of ass. <laughs> and I was like, no. And did I didn't. you? No. Okay. It was like 40 bucks. All right. That's not, not bad. bad. I mean, 40 Dude, bucks back then, though. That's, like, just, yeah. that's like a hundo. Well, that was wow. an eighth. What? <laughs> if you are. <laughs> did he just Sorry, make I blacked you out feel... for a second there. <laughs> did he just make you feel very old when he said. <laughs> back in bucks, those days? That's like $100. Yeah. Now, like you're 1920. Yeah, yeah. Am I buying a 57 Chevy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I was looking at the uh, the menu for McDonald's. Like you know, somebody posted like, "Oh, look at back. Take me back to the good old days." 
where it's like 40 cents for a burger. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that would be awesome. Right? I mean, listen, man, I will tell you, the, the one that stood the test of time and lasted for the longest time was the 99-cent Whopper. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and uh, you had uh, ta- the tacos at Taco Bell oh, were God. super cheap. Yep, you, 79 cents for like, a crunchy taco. Well, yeah, well, you could get them for like, you get two for... Uh, Two for ninety cents or something back in the day. And you had you unbelievable. Had the, the dollar two for eighty nine cents. Two for eighty nine cents was what it was. The dollar uh, menu was actually a, an actual dollar menu. I will say where they have come back and saved some face is with the size of the beverages, because the large soda back then would have been like you know unfathomable. Basically, the the medium now was like a super size back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what you're complaining about that? No, I'm saying oh. they've made it. Up, they've <laughs> made up for it in that regard. Uh, all right. All right. That is speaking of movie theaters, that's what always gets me. It's like for a dollar more you can get the large popcorn. It's like are you kidding me? <laughs> I can I can put my child inside of that bucket <laughs> and take it take him into the movie. This thing is enormous right now. A do- like the the sides are like, yeah, but it's like 12.50. I don't need 12.50 worth of popcorn. That small is a really big bag of popcorn that yeah. they get Have you the had the theater. Cheetos popcorn? No. No, I won't. I'm mm-hmm. not a Cheetos guy, but my wife's like, that sounds kind of good. And I'm like, at the movie right. theater? Yeah, at the movie theater. No, yeah. we just stick with the butter substitute. It's, it's fresh hot yeah. Cheetos in the popcorn, and you're like, and it has Cheeto dust on it. It is, it's stupendous. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a popcorn fan or a Cheeto fan, but you put them both together, and I'm like, this is pretty good. I just won't go against anything but movie theater butter popcorn yeah. because it's so good. Because like, they I want, have perfected popcorn. If I want the cheesy popcorn, I'll go to the store and buy a bag of smart food. Because that is where you can't that you can't beat that, the smart food. I'm just telling you the, the added crunch of like that. Like I know popcorn has a crunch, but a Cheeto has a like a mm. very distinct crunch to it. it. Sure does, and it's it's good. It's okay. good, man. I'm telling you. I'm mean, just gonna have to take your word for it because I'm not gonna go against uh, normal m- movie butter popcorn. It's too good. It's too good for my for my stomach. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm horrible for my stomach. I was gonna say, I was like, just I think it's the opposite really good. of that for your stomach. But hey, but it's good to know that. If I ever have that hankering, it's there. I'll go ahead and get it. But you know what's worse on the stomach is the Cheetos popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that one backs you up. <laughs> Not the other way around. All right, 503-250-1080. We're already off and rolling. Um, Jeff Russ is making drug jokes. Uh, we, we've got a lot of sports that we've got to get to. Where we got to start this thing? Look, when you have as much sport as we got on a day like today, let's just go in chronological order. At the beginning! The Seahawks had a good run, but them 49ers are just too purdy. Danny Dusty on the fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You take them all the man And put them in control Metal Monday is here, and it's here with the Vengeance. Russ just wanted to rock out with this song. Just want to let it marinate a little bit, you know? (laughs) That's right. All right, uh, let's dive into the NFL playoffs. Before I get this started, I'm really stoked for Divisional Round Weekend. I think we got good good matchups. We got great matchups. And I think the the games that we we have, we get a that Buffalo Cincinnati game that um, was cut short on that Monday night football. Um, we get that one in Buffalo this time. You've got um, a rematch, third times a charm between the Eagles and the Giants. You get the Niners and the Cowboys, a traditional matchup. I am I'm really excited for them. And then KC uh, KC Jacksonville. I have no idea what's going to happen with Jacksonville. I, this one has blowout written all over it after what happened in the second half. Sure, but uh, it tickle me intrigued to see what uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This can is what bring. young teams do. Yeah, they stumble, they make mistakes, they get some stuff right. Sometimes they win, sometimes Rawr. they lose, and then they run into the better team. And it's like, oh, that's what we need to do to get there. That's fully how I expect that that game to go. But yeah, there's also the the fun little bit of like. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is the guy in the second half. Maybe. But we get three games that I think are going to be really good. And coming off a wild card weekend, which we had a lot of really tight games. We were talking about how the blowouts have happened in the uh, super wild card weekend since they expanded to seven teams. Last year was like 17 points per game. You had two games that kind of got squirrely and they bookended the weekend. You had four games right in the middle. That you could not ask for more competitive outcomes, and even the way no. that that Seahawks Niners game started, uh, 
the Seahawks took a lead into halftime, man. That 17-point second quarter, it, it was one of those ones where you're like, oh, are the Seahawks going to give them a fight here? You're sitting there thinking, is Denzel Ward that stupid? Like, could that singular play cause the 49ers problems? Because it yeah. leads to that three points going into the halftime. Or uh, the Jimmy Ward. I'm oh, sorry, that's yeah, a Denzel. Jimmy, uh, Ward. Jimmy Ward. Yeah, Jimmy Ward. Yeah, well, there was a lot. Look, here's here's the deal. What happened in that game, the Seahawks had to play a perfect game. We all knew that they had yeah. to play that perfect game. And they played really well in that first half, and what their defense did was they forced threes. The reality was they weren't good enough to stop the San Francisco 49ers at all in the rain letting up and giving a window actually helped both of those teams. Yeah, it ended up being clear pretty much the entire game. But the fact that um, you had San Francisco settling for threes and they did not, they turned those into sevens in that that second half, that was the big difference there. When uh, Nick Bosa comes up with that fumble recovery in the third quarter, Right after you have San Francisco marching down, scoring a touchdown, that was it for me, man. Because if you look at it, the Niners scored on eight of nine drives. They got points. Is that good? That's really damn good. That is really good. And Geno Smith and the 49ers, they were doing the best they can to have their little legs just try to keep up with San Francisco. They got one stop in that uh, in that second quarter, and then they they held them, what, two field goals in the second quarter? Other than that, San Francisco was an absolute wrecking ball, man. They are... Shanahan was in his bag early. Purdy was Sheesh. was kind of all over the place with his arm early on. But the running game right out of the gate, I mean, McCaffrey, I don't think he touched the ball in the first, was it six plays? I think is what it was. And then his first one he takes for what? Was it 66 yards? Yeah, yes. sixty. Or yeah, 68 yards on yeah, that. Just on, broke just it right free I mean, on, on the counter and... Yeah. I mean, you started to get a glimpse of, oh, there it is. And then McCaffrey was just a, a monster all game long. And I, I said this heading into the game, and I believe it. Um, it eventually, it it will bite him. But Brock Purdy is playing, I want to say, he's playing lights out. Like, you can't ask much no. more from Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. But I think if people hadn't watched in his numbers they are incredible. Mm-hmm. He was 18 of 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns. Early in that game, you saw it. You saw it. He, he had that one He's... where Tariq Woolen, if he whips around in the end zone because he underthrows the ball because it's out late, could very easily be an interception. You, you were right coming into that game. Brock Purdy, I don't know if he's not scared enough or just not or too confident. He is making some throws timing-wise that probably should have bit him in the ass. He flirts with disaster yes. regularly. I mean, regularly. He and there's even um, I think it was I think it was Juwan Jennings where he he kind of threw it behind him. Mm-hmm. And if you throw that ball outside, it I mean it's it he's he's wide open, doesn't get hit, touched. He almost got killed. But you there is there are so many throws that especially early in that game where he was kind of. It was a little up and down that you go, all right, this is this could be a concern if and it will bite them. That has been Brock that wasn't just Brock Purdy in the playoffs. That was Brock Purdy throughout. Yes. Like he makes these throws since he came in as a starter. The incredible part is that one, his receivers bail him out 
a lot of the time. Two, for whatever reason, he throws a very catchable ball for guys wearing red, but a very uncatchable ball for anybody in an opposite <laughs> uniform. And it is working, and there is something to it. It's like, hey, get through these mistakes. Clean it up a little bit by a little as the as the course of the weeks go on and your attempts go on, and you're going to be okay. He is improving, and he is improving, improving dramatically uh, for this Niners team. He, it hasn't bit him yet, but if it continues... You only play better teams from here on out. And if you continue to make those mistakes, a guy like Diggs, Trayvon Diggs for the Cowboys coming up this week, he's going to make those risks on plays. And guess what? He doesn't drop the ball very often. He's going to make some plays on them. You know, the, the Cowboys can make those plays and have the ability to make those plays. But for right now, like, Brock Purdy is an incredible story. And he, he is he's taken leaps as a quarterback Mm -hmm. and some of the throws, like I'm sitting here, I'm mentioning some of the bad throws that he made. He's also made some tremendous throws, making tremendous throws and creating extra time Mm -hmm. to let guys like Debo Samuel get open. And he's doing a good job of moving defenses with his eyes and then going back to where Debo Samuel should not be wide open when you have a young quarterback like this, because usually what a young quarterback does is he locks on that guy and they say, yep, we're going to take away 19. We're going to double or bracket him and make you go elsewhere with the ball. And, Brock Purdy is keeping defense on us. Kyle Shanahan is keeping defense on us because one of the trades at the deadline where everybody said that that is going to be a risky move was getting Christian McCaffrey. And that dude, he may not get a ton of touches, and that may be keeping him healthy right now. Yes, he had 17 touches this weekend, which I think like probably 17 to 20 is probably the sweet spot. And, well, yeah, but at the same time, a lot of those were in in the run game. I think he had what fifteen carries. Fifteen carries, yeah. Fifteen carries, and as you're, the game's going on, you're you're wearing him down a little bit. Christian McCaffrey is the is the engine that is making this thing turn right now. Like Brock Purdy is the beneficiary for defenses going. Oh my God, we've got Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, Ayuk, who he was in he was insane in his own right. Uh, because Brandon Ayuk, he had two blocks in that game. That one that sprung, sprung McCaffrey, um, and then another one that I think sprung Was Debo on his yeah. on his long run. Brandon Ayuk has been invaluable, and he's also a big threat in the receiving game. He's got this just wealth of weapons mm-hmm. that Purdy is working with, and he's making defenses pay. It is really fun to watch a San Francisco team. They they really are locked in on all facets. Oh. But offensive, like we talk about this, this team being the defense that drives it and, and obviously getting guys like Drake Greenlaw back, uh, Bosa being back healthy, the offensive line being healthier for the 49ers. I mean, everything across the board, they're, they're in a spot that it, they make a ton of sense. Yep. Right? Is that the question is, is Brock Purdy and it's like, I don't want to jump ahead of myself and look at next season or, or wonder what's going to happen. But part of my brain wants to go there. But like, are they going to move on from Trey Lance because of how good he's already like, is this a Tom Brady situation? And not that he's going to be the greatest of all time, but is this a, where a guy who shouldn't be replacing your starter has been so good is going to replace your starter. Yeah. Do we believe in, do we believe in him as a Super Bowl quarterback? And I mean, from what we've seen so far, I don't think I don't think there's anything that says yes, but I don't think there's anything that says no either. I don't think there's anything that says no 
to him. And I'm just going to go, there may be that it factor where everybody is pulling in the same direction mm-hmm. for him. Like hearing George Kittle gush about him pre and post game, that that is a quarterback that he, he's got his, his tight end yeah. and his tight end is the voice in that locker room. And then you have a defense that, like the offense in Shanahan, they rightfully get a ton of credit because they are they put up forty one points and score on eight of the highest drives. scoring offense in football since was it like week eight after trading for McCaffrey, and they're the best defense in football in the same time period. Brock Purdy, by the way, uh, he became the f- second quarterback in NFL history to have at least two hundred yards passing and uh, pass for two scores in a playoff win. Uh, the first was Sammy Baugh back in 1937. So he's doing pretty good. And the 41 points um, is the most that a rookie's ever put up in a in a playoff game. So the offense is really good, but the defense is creating as well. And this is the thing for me that uh, Diamador Lenore, who is the guy that teams have been going at, he had an interception and a pass breakup in that game. He's going to have to be huge against uh, Dallas this next week. But this defense, Nick Bosa is a one-man wrecking crew. He can change a game. Good Lord. On his own. That guy can change a game on his own. That entire defense, though. And Dre Greenlaw's injury is going to be one that, is that going to be something that pops back up? Is he going to be able to go? Because he was a monster for them this weekend. Um, This is going to be a defense that you sit there and you go, we always talk about how quarterbacks that aren't the guy, you know, you can win you, Trent Dilfer, Brad, Brad Johnson. They can win Super Bowls, but they have historically good defenses. San Francisco is going to have one of those, but the difference is they've got the guys that we were talking about, Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle. They've got an offense that is explosive too. If Brock Purdy can just manage this ship, he's got a dominant D and an offense that is weapons galore. And you want to talk about a guy that was unsure and sounded like he was saying his goodbyes to Tampa last night. Could you imagine if Tom Brady goes there on the cheap next year? Then what do you do? Then what do you do? You trade Trey Lance, but you have Brock Purdy sitting there, and you say, hey, by the way, we know you were good. How far do you go before you have to hit your wagon to Purdy and ditch an idea like bringing in Tom Brady for one year? God. Think about I that. I hate the 49ers so Think much. Think about that. Because he's, he's Tom's a 49er guy. He's a Bay Area guy. Bay Area guy. It's where he want, It's where he's always wanted to play. God. <laughs> then, then what ends up happening is Brock basically has a redshirt year behind Tom Brady. and Because Tom's not playing more than one. No, if he goes to San Francisco, no. He's playing what? At 46 years old. Yeah, he's play- I mean, his, it's just his body's just going to give out. Like you're, You started to see signs of it last night, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, where you saw maybe just a little bit of the mortality finally catching up to him, which is insane to think about. But that the 49ers would have gone from, Trey Lance is our guy! No, seriously! And remember how much convincing they were trying to do in the preseason before oh, yeah. he got hurt? And you could tell they weren't buying it. And you could tell that the vets were like, no, we're not taking the kid is not going to lead us this year, which is why I think even regardless of the injury, Jimmy probably would have taken that job mm-hmm. over. And now you're at Brock, and now it's all of a sudden. It's amazing how even much as much as they love Jimmy, you don't always see the backup get love. And the backup backup here in, in Purdy's case, like he can throw the ball on time to the right guy. 
That is something that neither of those other guys were doing regularly while pushing it downfield accurately. Sounds like 49ers have found their guy. and Yeah, his accuracy is too much to be desired. But, okay, when we're ranking the three, which one do you trust the most downfield? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not willing to make a, a sweeping generalization on Brock Purdy or Trey Lance yet. We've only seen Trey Lance like right now a couple of times. I, right now, I'm taking Purdy because he's the one producing. <laughs> sure, because yeah, he's the only healthy one too. Uh, so, uh, but the idea that Tom Brady could actually be there and then they could use that as a bridge year to Brock Purdy is disgusting. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? But you only have him for so long, and I think that if he gets another win, I think you assure yourself another year Brock Purdy. If he gets he gets you to the NFC Championship game, and guess who they got coming to town? The Dallas Cowboys. Have they ever played each other in a playoff sport? Uh, yeah, they have. A, oh, okay. a, a time or two. A time or two. Uh, but, hey, great season for the Seahawks. Nine and eight. Nothing to shake a stick at. You made it to the playoffs with Geno Smith. Geno Smith will be the guy moving forward. You ran into an absolute juggernaut in the 49ers. And it was you were that strip sack was the turning point. The game flipped on its head right there, and San Francisco just ran away, and they started getting sevens and not sixes or threes anymore. And that, my friend, leads to 41-23. Good, hey, good season, Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. Good season. We, we, we thought four or five wins. Yeah. So good for them. They, they got the best of both worlds. They, they're on to something. They drafted incredibly well, and they get to pill for the Denver Broncos draft picks. They sure do. You Wonderful. Get a, you get a top five pick on it as well. 503-250-1080. Next up on Saturday, we had the Chargers blowing an incredible lead. 27 nothing. A meltdown for the ages in Duval. Right now, Rust with SportsCenter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Alright, the Chargers... Boy, did they find a way to charger it. They lose to the Jags 31-30. to And in the most incredible way you could possibly lose. You know what, Dustin? 31-30. to Good teams win. Great teams cover. Oh, boy, this is one way to do it. <laughs> Duval! I have... I don't know if I have ever quite seen anything... But no, I have never seen anything like what I saw on Saturday evening as I sit down and I watch the Chargers take on the Jags in front of 
a television that almost tried to put me to sleep with Tony Dungy and Al Michaels on the call. That was that was not a good fit. We talked about this heading into the yeah, week. Like this is a this is it a was weird super fit. subdued. But you had an incredible comeback. Yeah, I get it when the when the Chargers are up twenty seven nothing to be very like uh Yeah. Let's move on the solemn next. when you're talking. But this was something different. Um when the comeback was happening, it was like there was no juice to the calls with Al Michaels and uh and Tony Dungy on it. But the game that we saw, I boy, that was that was something because right off the bat, Al Michaels mentioning the interception rate of Trevor Lawrence on the opening drive of the game. We I knew I was like, uh oh, there's the jinxies, and then he goes and cho- throws a pick. <sighs> I didn't expect to see what we saw because the drive chart was the most bizarre thing I have ever seen. Like if you just look at the drive chart. Here's what the Jaguars did. Interception, interception, three and out, interception, three and out, interception, three and out. That is how they started the game. And they won this game. The LA Chargers. And they won. They won. They were down twenty seven to nothing. And what the I mean the crazy part about it is that you sat there and you you were watching this game and going, the Chargers aren't playing well offensively, and they weren't. Like, their offense was not good enough to win a game. And then you saw them take their foot off the gas on, on the defensive side of the ball when they went up 27 to nothing. What's what's insane here is obviously they get 27 nothing and they get the, the field goal in the third quarter. The, the first was at five possessions for the Jags were four picks and a, and a, and a punt. Mm-hmm. The final five possessions were five, uh, four touchdowns and a, and a field goal. Yeah. I mean, li- you literally could not have a game flip on its head more than it did. I also want to mention, though, that in, in all of that, that drive chart, that, did, that didn't even, uh, I didn't mention the muffed punt, where they muffed a punt, and the Chargers got the ball on the six-yard line and had to settle for a field goal on that drive. They had the ball inside the 10-yard line mm. and had to settle for a field goal. The Chargers' offense was a problem. Yes. And there is a lot, just like when we were talking about the Oregon State comeback and the furious comeback that they had against uh, the Ducks in the Civil War, it was a lot of things went right for Oregon State, but everything went wrong for Oregon. Mm -hmm. And you can give credit to one side for playing their butts off and the other side for melting down. Yes. In that, you saw it right there. And there, like the stars have to align in such a way to to rebound from a four-interception game. And, and we had our group text going, and I said, man, I, I hope Trevor Lawrence bounces back from this in a big way. Because we've never seen anybody have a game like this and then have what happened happen. No, because he had four interceptions. It was five turnovers by the team. Fumbles. It was an unmitigated disaster. And with the crowd, the way that it was at the beginning of that game, that was that was terrible to see. But then the third quarter ha- came out, and actually it was really the end of the second quarter because for Trevor Lawrence to put a drive together to get a touchdown and enter the break down twenty-seven to twenty or twenty-seven to seven, you said, "Okay, well at least they had some positivity." As bad as things were, you look at that and you go, "Okay," but then it becomes a game of keep away, mm-hmm. and. This is where the Chargers are or have a ton of culpability and, and a ton of blame that needs to go around. In the second half, the Chargers' offensive play calling, they called 
25 pass plays, mm-hmm. 8 rushing plays. Weird, and not only that, the Chargers didn't run the ball at all during the game. In, in their 23 carries, 67 yards, under 3 yards a carry. It was brutal. They, they could not run the ball. Credit to the Jags. They were stuffing them. And I think a lot of this has to do, we knew that we you have an offensive line that has been banged up over mm-hmm. the course of the year, but then Salier goes out um, of the game. You lose your starting guard. He goes out. You don't have Mike Williams as a safety blanket as a receiver, so you load the box. And it was a it, – it turned into being a rough go of it. And the fact that – they mentioned this early in the broadcast, and I thought it was really good that Al Michaels talked about it. Herbert got a, a ball batted down at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. There were six of them in the game. Oh. That were batted down at the line of scrimmage. He had two on one drive. And it's, you know, they were talking about how he's tall. What they didn't mention was it, one of the things that makes Herbert special is his arm strength and his ability to throw from a different arm slot. And he can throw it every which he way. He had that one side and, arm in the, in the first half that was incredible. But over the top isn't always necessary or, or possible with some of the throws sure. that he makes, like that sidearm throw. Mm-hmm. But he's six foot six. He misses a lot of throws just that he could just dump right over the top that hands go up. And it, that's becoming a problem for in those 25 pass attempts in the second half. A lot of them was they're sitting there going, we, hey, we have three yards rushing per carry. We not we have to throw the ball to run yeah. it. And they still were getting the ball batted down, stops the clock, and allows the the um the Jaguars to put a drive together. There were so many of those like little butterfly effect moments in that game that the Chargers just couldn't withstand. It got it got to the point where I was like starting to write them down, like on that uh, after the muff punt where Herbert airmails Keenan Allen in the back of the end zone when mm-hmm. he not, he didn't just have Allen, he had uh, his tight end too was Everett. I think it was Jared Lever was yeah. wide open on the other side. They had two guys wide Broken open coverage in the back. He end. throws it into row six. That's not a game winning play. We haven't even talked about Joey Bosa being an absolute child on the field mm-hmm. and costing them drives, and then the two-point conversion that they ended up going to. I mean, there were so many. There's so many of them. So I wrote them down. You want to see? Yeah, here's, run, here's, run through. Here's my Chargers, why the Chargers lost the game. First half, Herbert misses Allen in the end zone after the muff punt. Bosa gets an unsportsmanlike conduct to keep a drive alive. Then you have a blow in coverage lead to a touchdown, uh, the, the wide-open touchdown in the third quarter. Then you had, on a third, huge third down, Zion Johnson is ineligible receiver downfield as a lineman on a called pass play. Uh, and it's not a screen. Nope, it was pass all the way. Dicker the kicker missed a field goal. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's not a tough field goal, and he's not Brett Mayer, so... You got to think about that one. And then you have Brandon Staley loses his second timeout with seven minutes and four seconds to go in the game on a ridiculous challenge that should not have been challenged. Then you have Joey Bosa throwing his helmet to allow a two-point attempt. Then on that two-point attempt, Drew Tranquil is playing five yards deep in the end zone when the ball's on the one-yard line. And all Trevor Lawrence does is lean forward and reach his arm across. Because he's 6-6. That is wild to me like those plays are all those are individual plays on top of choosing to throw the ball 25 times Mm -hmm. and run the ball eight and instead of playing a game to keep away and this is after one player one player may have changed a game defensively more than anybody i have ever seen asante samuel had three 
first half yeah. interceptions and six pass breakups. Yep. That is the singularly Incredible. most dominant DB performance in NFL history. And what I love about Trevor Lawrence is that like, what you just way. said, that was in the first half, basically. He went right at him in the end zone <laughs> in the third quarter, too. He's like, nah, I'm just going to keep throwing it. Like, uh, I, it can't happen this way. Two of those interceptions were batted balls. Yes. Right? And then, and like, One of them, Bosa made an incredible play on, like, the opening drive. And then he it turned into an absolute head case down yes. the stretch. But there were so many just individual plays. And you, as you said, like, you had some incredible individual efforts on, on the Charger side. I mean, just obscene stuff from Samuel. Which begs the question. 503-250-1080 is a fan text line. Brandon Staley's still the head coach. How? They made a move today, though. Actually, two of them. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. All right, the Chargers uh, fall to the Jacksonville Jaguars, thirty-one to thirty, after blowing a twenty-seven point lead, allowing Trevor Lawrence. You know they've been keeping track of play-by-play statistics in the NFL since nineteen ninety-one. Got a good so sample it's size. A, it's a decent sample size. Yes. Uh, the thirty-one points that Jacksonville scored on their final five drives is is more than any team. Has scored on their final five drives since 1991. Um, so take that for what it's worth on the, in the playoffs. It's the third largest comeback in playoff history. And it was incredible to see the meltdown happen. Not just in, in almost every phase of the game. But as you have a team that melts down, and oh, oh by the way, you mentioned this last segment, Mike Williams not playing because, I don't know, you played him and he broke his back in the final week of the regular season. Ah! Brandon Staley had a lot of heat coming his way. It appears he will be the coach of the L.A. Chargers next year. Tell me this is the first time the Spanos family has been dumb about something with it as it pertains to coaching. Marty Schottenheimer went 14-2 and two and they fired him. Ah, right. <laughs> uh, but you're looking at game management stuff. Whether it's scheme, whether it's planning, whether it's timeouts, whether it's challenges, you know, stuff that, you know, it takes some time to learn. Mm-hmm. Are you really willing to put the probable best years of your young quarterback tied to that coach, or are you willing to give up a third round pick and go get Sean Payton, who lives a block down the street? Mm. And said he's willing to come back. And not only says he's willing to come back, but said on TV, I'd love to coach a young quarterback like Justin Herbert. Yeah. And here's the thing with uh, <laughs> with that, too, is he is, Peyton is in contact with Mickey Loomis. And those guys are thick as thieves, man. Yeah. They are very, very, very tight. And you may not see the Chargers give up, you know, first-round pick that Mickey Loomis wants. But if Sean Payton calls and says, hey, I, I know you've got to get something, but work with me here. I want to go to L.A. I, I, I want this, too. I think Mickey Loomis, he's pl- publicly driving a hard bargain 
he is He's very work close with, guy. with Sean Payton, and they have a very good relationship still. So I, I think if he wants it, that, that's going to happen. But this it does not appear to be uh, the route that the Chargers are going because they fired Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator today, and Shane Day, their quarterbacks coach, the two guys who have their claws into Herbert the most. And look, I get it coming out of that game. If you are going to say the offense was the issue, it was. Their, their offense was not good enough to win that football game. It the Full stop. Full stop on that. Because if you look at the way that their offense operated in that game, they barely moved the football with the exception of having short fields, man. Mm-hmm. Here's their scoring drives. 18-yard touchdown. Uh, touchdown from 16-yard drive. Those are two of your three touchdowns that you scored in the entire game. And it was because you got turnovers literally starting in the red zone. You had uh, one touchdown drive of 62 yards, an 11-play 62-yard drive to to put you up 24-0 when they were reeling. Okay, you had a 57-yard drive stall out with the field goal. You had a that one drive off the muff punt where you had four plays, made it one yard forward, and had to had to uh, kick a field goal. You had multiple three and outs over the course of the game because you had an inability to run the ball, and then you had on the missed field goal that Dicker should have made um, it, when the game was tied or when Chargers had a 30 to 20 lead. You only scored three points in the second half, by the way. Uh, that was a 58-yard drive that stalls out. He should make that. He should make that field goal. And boy, how does that change things moving forward if he does make that <laughs> field goal for you? And then all of a sudden, we're talking about, hey, Trevor Lawrence in your first playoff game, your four picks to start it, that cost that your team. You. Not all of these other things that were running down a laundry list of in, uh, of of reasons, including Joey Bosa throwing two tantrums during the game. I mean. Staley should be the guy who this is on. Yes. Rightfully so. And the and I tweeted this out of the game. And the Spanos family. Let's not forget. Yes. The, the whole curse is because of them. Yes. I I mean Yes. <laughs> Just like, yes. I, I, I I'm surprised that he wasn't left on, you know, the Florida Ever- Everglades. Yeah. Considering yeah. everything that happened. Oh man. To have everything go your way and to lose that game. Yeah. You literally no team has ever lost with a plus five turnover margin. Yeah, and I I think that going back in that when Salier went down, the offensive lineman, when he went down, that that offensive line changed. Your ability to run the ball was gone, but also that put a whole heck of a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert for the remainder of the game. And you saw uh, Trayvon Walker. You saw his impact finally being felt uh, in that game. You saw there was pressure being dialed up when you lost that offensive lineman Mm -hmm. because you're already thin on the O-line, and they got even more thin, and they paid the price for it. They paid the price for it, man. Ugly loss for the Chargers. There's no no other way for me to slice it other than that. Yeah. And a fireable, fireable final two games for Brandon Staley, but it won't happen. That's the insane thing. We We saw the Broncos do this exact same back and forth with Hackett and it's like it, when it's just when it's this clear yeah. when it is this clear for what you need to do I have nothing against Staley other than the fact that he literal football malfeasance yeah but you know what 
if he goes and turns it around and wins the Super Bowl, I'll be super happy for him. Just like I'm I'm super happy for Trevor Lawrence that he that he ended up finding oh, a way. How brutal that would have been to turn this thing around for him. I I, re- I really am. I think that that was awesome uh, that he was able to do it. What's crazy about this game is the first half went as as much as I thought it was going to go. Remember I said I think I don't think this game's going to be close. Yeah. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yep. What ended up happening is you had a blowout in each half. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And I remember early in that first half, too, you guys, we texted about the game and, and how horrible it was going. And, yeah. I, and I said, Brandon Staley still has time to F it up. Well, <laughs> you did. Brandon Staley trying to kick that field goal and missing it mm-hmm. on fourth and three. Manageable in opponent's territory. That was a huge one. But Doug Peterson with the wheelbarrow balls to go Ooh. for the after the Bosa penalty, mm-hmm. go for the two-point conversion. Those aggressive moves, man. The guy who's supposed to be aggressive in the analytics world didn't. Backed off, and the guy who... Well, Peterson's an analytics-heavy guy. He but went he, for it. But he typically sits, uh, not necessarily passive, but kind of straddles the fence. Those were huge. He he went for it when, when it came crunch time, and that paid off. All right, we'll have more, uh, a little bit more on this game as the show goes on. But uh, let's turn the page to Sunday. Uh, not the stinker that we were anticipating. Danny Dusty on the fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 